Good. Interesting. All right. Taylor's turn. You're going to stay here this whole time, right? Uh, I'm not supposed I to look at the camera. Go. I can't you help can, it. You can go if you need. Uh, I texted Rob because I know he's... Does everything look okay? Nope. I think so. Your hat's crooked. My hat's crooked? Very much so. Which way? It's perfect. Right there? Yeah. It's great. All right. We're ready. Whoa. Oh, shit. We weren't going? No. We, I mean, we are. This is all going to be the B-roll stuff. So. Perfect. You have no idea how much I like this guy. Seriously. You have no idea how much I do not like this man. Who are you talking to? Me? You, you don't like me? Not much. Well. Sometimes. Sometimes? Sometimes. That hurts a little. Now I'm dealing with some emotions. Things I wasn't sure this, I could feel. This is my concerned face. Huh. We've been ready, Eddie. We've actually been filming already. This is it. This is what you're getting. It's going to be super awkward. We're switching. I do like your mustache, though. Why? I don't know. It's different. Does it, does it fit my face, or is I my think face it does too your... big? No, not at all. I think it fits nicely. It's not, you know, it's not porny. It's not porny? No, I don't think it is. I tried to carry it out a little bit past the lip. Mm -hmm. That's the key. I'm hoping to get a little twirl on it. But then I'm like, that's more reading Shakespeare and drinking craft beer. I, yeah. And I don't, I don't know if I'm that type of guy. Well, it's, if you're not already over the age of 60 and you're like, the guys that are waxing the ends of their mustaches in that. like their early 30s, yeah. it feels like they're trying. Trying hard. But their pants are skinny. Why is Sebi mad at me about that last comment? Sebi's mad at everything. He's mad at life. He's trying to figure that out. I know that I feeling. That you had that mustache? Oh, well, it obviously changed. Why are you talking to the help? I didn't even look. He was. Don't talk to the help. <clears throat> hey, everyone. Jeremy, National Fire Radio. I am here with a friend, a brother, a complete jackass. Taylor from Taylor's Tins. Brother, I love you. I love you. We're actually doing this. Yeah. Yeah. So you wanted nothing to do with this. I'm forcing your hand to be here right now. Yes, you I are. I don't know how well this is going to go because you are ugly and you don't do well on camera. Well, it works for you. So. It... <laughs> well, well played. So there's this ridiculous race relationship that I want to talk about, uh, you and I. And uh, I want to just get to... We're gonna we're gonna work through a lot of this, but you and I have become very good friends. Is this an interview or is it yeah. therapy? Uh, might be therapy, but last night when we were talking therapy, you said you just scream in therapy. I do. I cry in therapy. I just get pretty angry. We'll talk about that. Yeah, let's let's get there. Let's okay. start with the backstory. Mm -hmm. Taylor's tins. Tell me about it. Taylor's tins. It started like uh, any other uh, fire station conversation around the kitchen table yeah and uh, i was kind of notorious for being the guy around the station that could do like the pinteresty stuff you know people can you make this can you do this can you do that and i find a way to make it work and i did a lot of the decorations around the firehouse built the kitchen table built the coffee tables coat hangers out of sprinkler heads you name it make it work right and they used to actually used to call me like aunt taylor or martha taylor Martha stewart kind of thing. I kind of get it. I yeah. mean, you have that vibe about you. There's yeah. no doubt. And uh, sensitive. Feminine. Fine. 
I had emotional dropping hints here. That's okay. It's okay. Talk and, it out. And uh, someone suggested I try to make metal fire helmet shields. And I said, uh, that's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. Right. I couldn't. It's crazy. But then behind the scenes, I was trying to make it work. And after lots of R&D and a lot of trial and error, um, finally found a process that I was okay with and decided I was going to give it a shot. Yeah. What I what I love, and this is the serious part of this conversation, because this, this conversation is going to weave in so many different directions. It's going to be disgusting. Um, you and I connected over four years ago. We started our social media journey together uh, in regards to you started putting up content, we started putting up content. It was right around kind of the same time. Yeah. And uh, I, I wanted to, you know, the whole idea of National Fire Radio was to be that bridge between young and old, share the message of the senior man down to the junior man and be that bridge. Um, and so in all seriousness, that's what it was all about, starting that podcast. And so I was looking for something to give back to our guests. Mm. And so I came across you on Instagram and I loved it. Like your, the look of it. And what I loved about it was their helmet fronts, they're traditional, yet they're modern and new. So it was kind of like representative of the young to old bridge that I was trying to create um, for the fire service. And, uh, and so I thought your product was perfect uh, as a giveaway. And so like any startup with no money, I called you and said, hey, I want your product for free. <laughs> and, I, and I'm going to need hundreds of them over the next few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not really how the conversation went. The conversation went, hey, man, love what you're doing. And uh, I admire your hustle because you, you hustle. And I, I do want to talk about your drive and hustle because your customer service and product is probably bar on the best out there that I've seen in our space. And, uh, and I want to talk about that. But, you know, when I reached out, we didn't know each other. And, and I cold called you and, uh, and asked mm-hmm. and said, hey, man, uh, I was willing to buy them. If you could help me out with the cost, it'd be great. We're going to be giving them out and, uh, and so on. And you said, great, man, no problem. I'd be happy to give them to you. And I'm like, great, just let me know how much. And you're like, no, no, I'll just do them. And I'm like, okay, but we're going to be doing like two to four guests a month. And like, this is going to add up. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the longevity of National Fire Radio is going to be huge because we're going to become the next big thing. So we're going to have thousands of guests. I'm going to, I just spit on you. We're going to need thousands of guests. There it goes again. Thousands. Mm-hmm. It's just waterfalling. And so... Uh, which we call it. And so uh, you were like, yeah, no problem, man. Mm-hmm. And um, and you signed on very quickly to myself, Rob, and Sebi and the National Fire Radio platform without even knowing really who we were. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Nobody does that. It was your accent. Why'd you do it? Your my, accent. My accent. No, but seriously, um, the, the phone call means a lot to me. We were already at that point getting... Dozens of messages a week. Give yeah. me stuff. Give me right. stuff. Give me stuff. Don't oh, f- people asking. The yeah. ask. Yeah. Right. Conferences, yeah. training groups, giveaways. Joe Blow has cancer. We need a tin to give away. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. It was a. Uh, it was a lot of that. And you called, and I was driving and listening, talking to you on the uh, the car speaker, and you had said a couple of things, and uh, there was just something about your personality. It was magnetic, and I was like. This guy's going to do something. I can hear it in his voice. He sounds hungry. And whatever he's doing, I want to be a part of it. Is that a fat joke? Not even a little Thank bit. Thank you. Okay. Go ahead. And uh, 
I was, yeah, whatever, whatever you want, man. I'm down. And I, I truly believe that that has, uh, it's benefited me since day one. You know, it's not all, uh, the selfless, uh, charitable, like I just love giving shit away. It's a lot of, uh, I know this is going to come back. Yep. And pick the right people, be at the right place at the right time and always do the right thing. That's it. Always. No matter the mood that I'm in that day, uh, we get phone calls or the message or whatever it is. And if it feels like the right thing to do, I just do it. Right. And it felt like the right thing to do. And you do that all the time. Yeah. You do. But it should be said, too, people that are going to listen to this, like of the eight people that will probably watch this, um, you know, maybe, th- maybe three of them will say, you know, like, yeah, but I sent you a message and you didn't do anything for me. It should be said that, like, the popularity of your product and your company and your brand um, has gotten to the point where it's very hard to give to everyone to be able to do everything. Mm -hmm. I get hit up, I would say, daily for an ask or a need or a want. And, um, And I can appreciate the... The hustle on on another departments or persons or groups uh, willingness to reach out, but it's just very hard to give mm. all the time. Yeah, it does become becomes difficult because you don't want to become like a judge of yeah what's what does what is deserving and what is not right. And um, I'd say probably nine times out of ten we do it. Yeah, um, it does become a little taxing at times. Sure. Um, but we have a, a certain set of rules that are just in stone that no matter... Hold firm. Hold firm. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you've already given away 50 shields that week. Someone writes, and we've got a kid in our district who has terminal cancer, and he's always wanted to be a firefighter, and he, uh, you know, he's always waving when we drive by, that kind of thing, and we'd like to make him an honorary firefighter. Uh, can you help us out with a shield? And most of the time, I'll be completely honest, most people just want to pay for it. Right. But we've got a handful of very important rules, and that is that we don't charge for sick or dying children or sick or dying firefighters. And that's just the rule. Yeah. And Admirable. It, I, I have to think, too, you know, you built this company on your hustle and your drive and your passion. And you are an innovator, and I mean that in uh, the greatest of ways. I mean, you have taken a traditional piece of fire service equipment, the helmet front, mm. made it modern by going to a uh, alum- aluminum. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and with that, there's pushback. There's, oh, no way. You know, I, I could never switch and I could never do this. But there's also been a, a hell of a response Mm-hmm. to the design and your uh, your product. And um, with that comes, I don't know, this sense of innovativeness as to your response and way of being able to turn around your product quickly and efficiently, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Trying to find a way to get there with this, with this question. But, you know, for you, it's all about the process and the customer service. Yes. Talk to me about that. Customer service is paramount. Has been since day one, um, and uh, I've said it. I've said it a bunch of times. It's I could sell a mediocre product that uh, maybe wasn't that great or was comparable to the alternative. But if I'm nice and I treat you like a human being, and when you have a concern, I address it. 
and the turnaround times and the very personal back and forth, we'd still be successful. Yeah. The great product also helps out. Sure. And people love the product as well, but it's that customer service. It's the relationship. I've, I'm forming relationships with every single customer. I know some of our customers by name. I meet them at the conferences. Uh, Taylor from Taylor's Tins answering the phone at the I'm like, yeah, I answered the damn phone. Why wouldn't I answer the phone? I'm human. It's yeah. my company. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the community, the relationships, the people that you've met through your product. You come to a conference today. We're at the Joey D mm-hmm. Foundation uh, conference down in Texas, in the Woodlands, Texas. And you and I uh, get a chance every couple or so often times a year we get to just hang out, which mm-hmm. is fun because I hate you. And, um, you know, and to be able to spend a couple of days with you reminds me that I'm glad you live in Missouri mm-hmm. because we're not close. No. Right. I can't stay. So here. where I'm going with this is that community and relationship. Have? We're almost done, I promise. Perfect. I know okay. it's painful. But where I'm headed with this is that um, we share a lot of common friends. And they are, uh, they're people that really push the American Fire Service forward. Mm. And to be able to call them friends and to travel with them and go to these conferences and so on. I know you are very much like me, that we are appreciative for those relationships. What do you think about all that? Like, seriously, this is a serious question. I know we're, you know, busting back and forth, but... Like, I often, like, I'll, after this weekend, being here with all these guys that I call good friends... Um, and they are influential people. They make me better, right? Yeah. What do you think about that? I'm going to go home from this weekend, and I take a day to decompress and think about all of it, mm-hmm. and I get weird, you know? Like, I just, I, it's just it, it incredible, powerful experience. What do you think about it? It's uh, awe-inspiring to think that five years ago, just riding a fire truck and minding my own business, and... right. I get to put my arm around people that are larger than life. Yeah. People that respect me. People that... I have low self-confidence. That's why I didn't want to do this. I'm not confident in myself at all. I don't think I'm worth anything. And when someone like Steve Sangadolce, Mo Davis, right. considers me their friend, right? and I'm like, why? I don't get it. But they see something in me. They value me. Believe it or not, I do value you. A little bit. And I get to meet some of the coolest fucking people. Yeah. I get to meet people that I would have never in a normal life gotten to call a friend. And it's all just because I'm at the right place at the right time doing the right thing. And people talk good about me behind my back. Yep. That's... Well, that's you big. we talked about it the other night. Legacy. Legacy. How important is that to you? It's It's paramount. It's, it's everything, legacy, and it's not just like the tens are my legacy. I want my kids to be proud of me. Yes. I want my wife to be proud of me. I want my friends to be proud of me. I don't ever want you to be disappointed in me. I don't want to find out that I made a decision somewhere along the way and didn't make the right choice at the right time. Now Mo Davis is second-guessing how he feels about his friendship with me. Right. Legacy, something that I'm leaving behind when I'm gone. I feel very fortunate that I get to make the product that I do. Yeah. Because it's a forever product. It's a it's a thing that people hang on to. People don't throw that away. 
was the last time you heard about somebody throwing away their shield that they wore on their helmet for 15 years while they rode whatever truck and then they got transferred and they were just like, well, fuck that truck and they throw it. No, they put it on the shelf. Yep. And they hand it down to their kids and their kids. Now, eventually this stuff ends up on eBay, but. And then you buy it back. And then I buy it back. (laughs) I love the history of the fire service. I am especially fond of the history of the fire helmet. Yeah. And to be able to just walk in and with some hustle and some drive, be able to carve myself out a small slice of the American Fire Service. Oh yeah, man. That's my legacy. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to stop. I Yes. And, and that is uh, very well said. I, I just, I think about what's most important and it's, uh, you know, in the fire service, it's reputation. Yeah. You know, you want to be respected by your peers you want to have commonality of the greater good of the job and to let that live through you. And I think when you're long gone, I, w- I would love for my memory to be alive in a firehouse or in the fire service or knowing that I made an impact. And this is what we talk about a lot with our platform is that, you know, short-term gain, short, short-term gains is not the game. It's the long game. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants a return quickly. Everybody wants instant satisfaction or gratification. And nobody ever thinks about the long game. I'm all about the long game, right? Mm -hmm. Because the long game, I'll win, right? The long game is my legacy will be built, and I hope to believe that it will be here for a long time to come. Absolutely. And now more than ever, we have the ability to give a living legacy to our kids, our grandkids, our great-grandkids, and our great-great. And it will go on forever because we document everything today mm-hmm. with national fire radio everything's online everything will be there in perpetuity yep it will never disappear and so i i see people leave comments or post things that are so bizarre in character that i go do you understand that that's a living legacy that you're leaving behind and that your great grandkids know that you're you know you spoke that way mm-hmm. or you conducted conducted yourself or carried yourself that way and i i can't deal with that i have a hard time and so that's why for me national fire radio very much in line with you taylor's tins it's a long-term legacy play that we're making a difference and we try to do the right thing every time absolutely huge huge well i want to say this um this has been really good we were going to bust each other's chops along the way and we did a little bit but it got pretty deep and uh so to lighten the mood a little bit um I want to thank you for doing this. I know it's not easy for you to hop out from behind your phone. Um, your customer service and your relationships that you have with your um, your brand ambassadors, the people that put your product out there and are proud to wear it. Yeah. Um, I know that you have an incredible relationship with them and it's the hustle and drive and that legacy that pushes you to do that. Um, I do want to know why my wife likes you better than me. Go. Looks. Mm. So, I mean, her words, not mine. Oh, I understand. Um, does tuna can mean anything to you? A little bit. Uh, we can. That's going to be another episode, I think. Yeah. Um, Probably a series. I will say this: uh, you are a brother and a dear, dear friend, and uh, I'm so glad that our paths did cross. And uh, I'm looking forward to finding some leather shields to give out from now on. Absolutely. And uh, I wish you all the best. Thank you. You can enjoy uh, waiting on them. I know. It's uh, six to eight weeks, and then it'll be three years. 
Um, but I promise you this, pal. Um, I will stop burning up leather and I will wear tins. And uh, I call you a dear friend and brother and I love you. And uh, I wish you nothing but success. And uh, your legacy is being built day by day by the hard, you know, hard work, sweat and tears. Yes, I know you're tearing up and it's because I love you. It means more to me than you'll ever know. And the only thing I can say back is, oh, yeah. Awesome. I love it. This is why it works. Thanks, buddy. Love you. Appreciate it. Guys, thank you for tuning in to this absolutely bizarre interview with Taylor from Taylor's Tins. Um, as you know, he's, and there he goes. Uh, there is a reason why he doesn't do interviews, and it's just because of his personality and looks. So uh, thank you for tuning in. Taylor has left the building. I'm Jeremy, National Fire Radio. Mm-hmm.